Hey guys, welcome to the Let's Mosley podcast. This is your host, Skylar, and I'm an online personal coach and gaming enthusiast. I went from being an underdog to being a hero of my story, and now I'm here to help guide you to being a hero of yours. Through health, fitness, and sharing my story, I hope to show you that if I can do it, you can do it too. With that being said, Let's Mosley. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Let's Mosley podcast. On today's episode, well, first, actually, I want to say happy holidays because I won't be talking to you guys until after Christmas. But I have a guest today. He is a very, very good good friend of mine, actually pretty much like a brother at this point to me. Um, his name is Daryl. I'm actually giving give a little background as well, as well too, um, before he starts talking. But uh, I met Daryl last year in a business coaching program called Fitpreneur. And I was looking for an accountability partner. I know he, I think, I think you, yeah, I think he made a post looking for an accountability partner. And I replied back to him and we ended up connecting and we pretty much held each other accountable um, for a bit. And we were done with that program. We we jumped into another program together and we kind of just, you know, just over time became closer, um, you know, just making sure that each one of us aren't giving up on our business. So, you know. Over time, we just, again, we formed a really good relationship. I consider this dude my brother. I would do anything for him. And I'm super, super excited to have him on here. Daryl, go ahead and uh, tell us about yourself, man. Thank you for that uh, introduction, Scott. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I met you about a year ago um, in that business um, program, business program, business coaching program. Sorry. <laughs> you good. Um, and yeah, I did make the post and you uh, replied to it and, um, you know, we uh, exchanged numbers and became accountability partners. And <laughs> yeah, man, over the over this year, learned a lot with you uh, being an accountability partner and um, appreciated because, you know, there were those those days and nights where you feel like uh, I'm not doing this correctly or, you know, it gets a little tough and you may want to give up so it's been it's been cool neat um and a uh really really positive experience having you as a uh accountability partner you know being there in, in my corner and vice versa likewise um, dude likewise helping each other out and watching our businesses grow you know it's not always been fast and and quote-unquote sexy growth but growth none the least yes sir <laughs> yes sir <laughs> so, it, it's been really really cool um a little background on me uh i am from uh i'm a small town kid out of south carolina um <laughs> uh, probably didn't grow up with the uh the uh healthiest of backgrounds um uh as a matter of fact i you know, I just, you know, I'm from the South, so we, we do a lot of uh, soul food cooking down here. Oh, yeah, all that uh, all that fried food. All that Southern hospitality and, and Southern cooking. So, you know, a lot of things fried, things like that, uh, um, not really eating out. Uh, not, well, yeah, there is quite a bit of eating out, cause, uh, uh, especially when I went to my dad's house, my parents split. So, uh, so there was a lot of, you know, Soul food with my mom's side of the family, eating out with my dad's side of the family. So wasn't really a good balance of a good mix of healthy eating in there. And, you know, 
So I didn't have the healthiest of backgrounds, and uh, uh, but my uh, saving grace, <laughs> it seems, was that I was always pretty active as a kid. Um, whether that means I was outside playing uh, football, basketball, any type of sport, I was always outside. I was very, very active, and then um, I started. I picked up sports uh, seriously when I was a teenager, and um, started playing basketball. wasn't really good at first. Um, actually, I wasn't really good at all, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was better than me. I'm, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> Everybody was better. Um, but uh, around uh, when I got to high school, maybe after my first year of high school, I started to figure things out. I finally hit my growth spurt and. Um, you know, I started taking it a little bit more seriously, um, and, uh, I was able to look towards the future with it and, and, uh, started getting recruited and noticed and all of that. And, you know, I started, uh, you know, taking it seriously and I was able to get recruited and I went, went on and played collegiate basketball at division one level. Um, and, uh. I guess I'll stop right there because I think we're going to no, you, you good. You good. It. So it's, it's crazy. So like, and Daryl and I, we talked about this before. Like we've, we've talked about a lot of stuff and we have a lot in common, even our upbringing. So, you know, going back to, you know, separated parents, like my parents separated too when I was, well, they were never married um, when I was growing up. So, you know, I spent a lot of time either, well, mainly at my mom's house and would go to my dad's house every once in a while mainly during the summer or if I was being a badass, you know, my mom just needed a break from me. She go to your dad's house. I'm like, all right, cool. So I go over there and normally, you know, my dad at the time was a truck driver and he was, he still is a DJ. So he would truck drive throughout the weekend and DJ on the weekend. So that didn't really leave much time for him to like cook food. So I ate out a lot with my dad. And, you know, I, I think I talked about this before in previous episodes. Like I've, McDonald's was, was the thing. It was right across the street from where we lived at, you know, like a two minute walk, if that. And that was my, that was, that was what he would get me. He would get me McDonald's, double cheese, or two cheeseburgers, no onions, no pickles, you know, medium fry, RNC. That was my thing. It's my thing so much. I still remember what I got. And if you ask him, he knows off the top of his head. But, you know, it was, it was kind of different with mom because of her not just having as much money to do that. So it was definitely interesting going from, having an abundance of food when I'm at dad's to not having an abundance of food when I was at mom's, it was always kind of tricky with my head. I think that definitely played a huge factor, um, into my eating habits as I got older, but it's awesome that you were a D one athlete. I don't know what that experience is like because I was, I didn't play any sports at all. Like I played recreational, but I didn't play for any, teams or anything like that so i don't have that training i don't have that background or anything like that especially like a college level or a d1 level so can you kind of just tell us what that experience was like in terms of like you know your training your eating habits the expectation and the expectations that were put on you guys you know when it came to maintaining your weight gaining weight or losing weight uh absolutely um so yeah again i was a uh d1 athlete um small division one but d1 nonetheless like uh, i went to a uh, small liberal arts university in south carolina it was actually about 
45 minutes away from my hometown. Um, so I didn't go that far away from, from where I uh, grew up at, but, uh, wasn't like it was Duke or anything like that. I can only imagine what those guys go through, <laughs> but, uh, the experience overall, when I look, I look back, I look back and I, I try to be very, very objective about it, even though, you know, it's a pretty, uh, you know, personal experience. Um, there were a, when I do that, when I look back, there were a ton of pros, um, ton of, ton of pros. Uh, biggest thing is I don't have student loans now. <laughs> and that's a huge pro. I'm not even gonna, Huge not bro. Even gonna lie about that. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. Um, that's awesome. Neither myself nor my wife have student loans. Um, so, um, went to college for free. <laughs> um, but uh, it gave me a chance to see a lot. Um, because my parents um didn't have a lot of money growing up, and uh, so I didn't get to you know, travel and things like that. A little going off on a tangent a little bit. Like I went to a uh, private high school and, you know, a lot of those kids would like during the summer or even fall winter breaks, they're going, you know, to California. Some of my, some of my high school teammates are going out of the country during winter break. You know what I mean? So like wasn't able to do a lot of those things. I didn't have those luxuries. So, you know, playing basketball, even before I got to college, I was able to do a lot of traveling. And when I got to college, you know, I was able to go all across the country just because, you know, I'm dribbling a basketball. So that was very, very awesome. I was able to see a lot of things outside of my scope, which was the South, the Southeast. Yeah. So I was able to experience a lot in that regard. Um, one of the biggest things that I that I cherish to this day is I was able to create relationships that were that were and still are very very important to me, um, and I think that in itself is is priceless. Um, you know, you you get fourteen other guys together from all over the uh, country. Some of my teammates were from. I had a teammate from Greece, one from Australia, and things like what? that. You really? Know, you, yeah. Man, I did, oh wow! Get, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, it's a uh, that in itself. It, it you bring guys from all over the world, and it's because you have this one thing in common, and that's a rubber basketball. You know what I mean? So, or leather basketball. <laughs> but um, you know, so that in ex- that right there is, is is like special to me. You know, um, but. <laughs> With the with the good, there's always the bad, you know. Um, when you're a Division One athlete or any type of collegiate athlete, you're gonna have to make sacrifices. Um, you don't get to do the things that quote unquote regular students get to do. Uh, you have to grow up and navigate growing up being under a microscope. Uh, we get told all the time that you know you are a student, and but you are viewed a little differently because you are not just a student, you're a student athlete. Um, so you have to do everything under a microscope. You have to, and, and you, as kids, we, we make mistakes, you know what I mean? Like it's almost like you're not allowed to make those mistakes when you're 18 to 20, 22 years old, when you're going to make all the mistakes, yeah. <laughs> most yeah. mistakes in your life. <laughs> um, 
take again it, it it takes up a lot of your time even outside of the classroom i didn't go i didn't get to go home as much so you miss out on things like your little brother's birthdays uh you don't get to do things like studying abroad which one of my younger brothers did and a cousin they got to study abroad and i think my my little brother was in france and my other my cousin was in london so those ex- experiences that they talk about now in life that it's just like it have it has me wondering like what if yeah um also you know you you put your body through a lot uh i've had two knee surgeries one uh my last one was acl reconstruction i think we have that in common <laughs> we sure do <laughs> Uh. um the nagging injuries you know things like that uh you 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 put your body through a lot um there were times where my natural position is is playing point guard um uh but there were times where you know i had to play out of position and being out of position i had to uh do things like gain weight you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm naturally around, you know, I think my playing weight was around 180 or something like that. There were times where I had to bump that up a lot more than I was comfortable with. Um, And you do that because you are sacrificing for the team, you know, doing what you can to help your team win games. But it's not always the best thing for you or, well, for me specifically, it wasn't always the best thing for me. Yeah. And, um, with that, you know, you you pick up some habits that aren't the best of habits for yourself. Um, so I think I would just went on a really really long. Nah, trial, you're, you're but, good, man. Like, what habits did you pick up? Like, how did that how did that affect you? How did, how did having to I guess be forced into these different roles that weren't really what you were used to and having to gain weight. And I'm guessing when you went back to point guard, you had to to lose the weight that you gained. You know, how did that, how did those habits affect you? Like, how did that affect your mindset when it came to food um, and eating and, and whatnot? Uh, short answer is I, uh, <laughs> I didn't have the best relationship with food. Um, when I was in college and, and again, my background wasn't even growing up. I didn't have the, you know, the best examples when it came to my dieting. Um, but, uh, one specific example, and I, I've talked about this, so I, I, I don't mind sharing it anymore. I, I used to be, uh, a little shameful and embarrassed about it, but, uh, there was a uh, one year, I can't even remember if it was my sophomore, junior, one of those years, one of those years in there. <laughs> um, I was playing uh, a forward position, I think. And uh, me, I'm 6'1 now, but forwards in our comfort zone are about, you know, 6'3". They, they were a lot taller than me. Most of them were a lot bigger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the way that, you know, coaches and, you know, myself figured out, you know, how I would be able to do that was, you know, getting myself up towards the 195 to 200 pound range. Um, mm. And, um, you know, I, I, I was doing things like, you know, eating super late. You know, I wake up and, you know, one, two in the morning and have, uh, you know, I don't know, 
oatmeal, banana, something, 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 a protein something, shake. something to eat. Yeah, you eating something. So, yeah, yeah. Waking up super late to do that. Now they may not have told me to do it, but you know, I'm I'm trying to ultimately get on the floor, and if you know, gaining fifteen to twenty pounds is you how felt, I need to do that. You probably felt obligated, right? Like, like I have, right. like I have to do this if I want right. to. If I want to be on the floor playing, like I have to do this, right? Um, so yeah, I got up towards around 195, but then, you know, when we're practicing and things like that, you know, my, I'm noticing my knees are like <laughs> super achy and rickety <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it, it just felt weird for me. Um, so I then I, I got up to that, to that weight range and, you know, I, I, I enjoyed some bit like I was I was very very strong then. <laughs> I was strong and and uh I was able to hold my own against some of those guys but I just felt bad and I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. And unbeknownst to me then that that carried over because when I got up to about 195 196 I looked at myself and I was just like no more and I basically stopped eating um for a few months and um i probably like my eating habits were horrible i was probably eating i i don't know the exact amount of calories but it was extremely low um and i also picked up a pretty bad habit of where if i felt like i ate too much i would make myself throw up or if i felt like there was too much stomach i mean food on my stomach i would make myself throw up And I did that for a few months and it was only just because I felt like I was quote unquote fat. And, uh, I never forget. I would, and I would never call this teammate out, but, uh, told you I was eating at all times of day and all times of night. Mm -hmm. There was one time I'm sitting eating in our like meeting room in the locker room. And, uh, one of my teammates was just like, when you stop playing basketball, you're going to be fat. Is it all right if I yeah. said a curse word? It's okay. He, he said one of one of my teammates said, "When you stop playing basketball, you're gonna be fat as hell." And that always stuck with me. It, it bothered me and it stuck with me. And that may have been—I don't know if it was a trigger then, but looking back, it may have been something that triggered me to to like go all in on those bad habits, especially with me, you know, making myself throw up after eating or feeling like there was too much food on my stomach. But fast forward, I started, I did that for a few months and I lost about 25 pounds and, uh, it, 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 I'm not proud of it. (laughs) It wasn't, it, it wasn't healthy weight loss. Um, and it got to the point where I didn't even like it, it made my mental space it made, it put me in a really really bad mental space where like because i mean you you know this being being a coach yourself like if you are if you're not eating or you're extremely low calories and you're still expending so much energy playing playing a sport and all of that or work or trying to work out or whatever it's just going to make you very very agitated and irritable oh yeah <laughs> you know oh yeah so and again i held a lot of shame behind it so i didn't really want to let people know what was going on. So there were a few months where it just felt like I was just navigating uh, things alone. And, and it 
put me in a really, really bad mental space, man, because, uh, you know, you, you know that what you're doing isn't the right thing to do, but it's working and you don't want the questions that may come with it. So I isolated myself. Um, and uh, yeah, ultimately I lost 25 pounds doing that. I was, I got down to like 167 and I was like, all right, my, it actually was a, a wake up call coming from my mom. My mom literally asked me when I came home for the summer for a few weeks, she asked me, was I okay? You know what I mean? I, I'll leave that question at that. She asked me, are you all right? And I was just looked at myself and I was just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need to do some, something else. So I, I really appreciate you, you sharing that. You know, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you two questions. First question is, is do you think that there are other athletes? And I know that this was your personal experience, but do you feel like there are other athletes out there who deal with the same thing where they have a weight that they are comfortable at, that they're good at, that they feel they're best at, and then they're forced to put on weight or they're forced to lose weight. And then that ends up messing with, you know, their, 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 their mental health pretty much, you know, ends up messing with them. And then they end up having this unhealthy relationship with food. Do you feel like that happens more often than not? Or do you feel like it's kind of like an isolated experience for you? I think it, I think it's way more common than, than uncommon, to be honest with you. Um, and it, I feel like as long as you have kids that are trying to play their respective sports, mm-hmm. And they want to impress their coaches and want to get on the, the floor or field or whatever their uh, their uh, platform is. Yeah, I feel like as long as they have those kids that are willing to and, and willing to sacrifice We're for gonna, the betterment of the team. I was about to say willing to sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. As long as they have that, yeah, I think that that's that's always going to be a thing. Um, will it be as, as, is will it be as extreme as mine? Probably not. I would hope not to be, I'm not going to say probably not. I would hope not, but yes, I think that that will, that will always be a thing. Um, you know, one thing where, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm one thing, you know, and we, we, you and I've talked about this before we've made posts about this before. I think I talked about this in a podcast a long time ago, you know, men men's body image you know you you didn't like what you saw in the mirror and you resorted to making yourself throw up you know giving yourself an eating disorder you know to because you just you you weren't happy with what you saw in the mirror and you know probably in your mind i'm just i'm just guessing like you've you felt like okay i'm just gonna stop i've been eating so much i'm gonna stop eating a lot and because again, you didn't have that healthy, healthy relationship with food at the time, you know, you resorted to throwing up, you know, whenever you ate something, even if it was well within what you should be eating, you know, you were still throwing it up. So, you know, I want to, I want to, I just want to highlight, like, I, I feel like this is a lot more common. I feel like this is very, very common. It's just, you know, we, as men, we don't, we don't talk about our feelings. We don't talk about these things that we're dealing with because we don't want to come off as weak. We don't want to look 
we don't want to feel like we're looking, people are looking down on us. You know, all the meanwhile, we have this shame and this, and this guilt and these feelings bottling up. So like, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but you know, what do you, what do you think we need to do as a society to kind of make situations like this, like yours, more in the well, forefront? Well, first of all, I mean, you, you, you kind of said it, hit it right on the nail. And that's, we have to acknowledge that us as men, we have to acknowledge that men have body image issues too. Like, um, and I, again, it, it was hard for me because for those very reasons that you named, like, you don't want to seem like weak. Oh my gosh, you got body image issues. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You don't, you don't really want that quote unquote backlash, backlash because we don't want to look weak in front of society. We don't want people judging us or looking down at us, but at the end of the day, man, we, we are human we and we do have feelings. And sometimes those feelings directly correlate to what we see when we look in the mirror. So being able to acknowledge that, having a space to actually talk about it and making it known that it is a thing, I think that would be a huge, huge start. Because, again, man, I, I know that I'm not like the only one out here in, in the billions of people that walk this earth. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not the only one that, have, that has had body image issues, man. It can't do, be just me. So nah. I know that it has to be a thing. So being able to actually talk about it and, and, and pushing it to the forefront, I mean, that, that would be a start, man, and actually just acknowledging it. I kind of feel like I kind of feel like we're slowly getting there. If that makes any sense, like I'm gonna like mental health, for example. You know, mental health used to be this taboo thing that we didn't talk about. No one talked about it. You know, COVID happened and it brought it more to the forefront. You know, because of people being isolated, being isolated mm-hmm. for a long time, or yeah. you know, losing their job. You know, you know, some people need space, and you're you know, if you have a, a if you have a family or, you know, a significant other or whatever, and you're not getting, your, you know, that, that space that you need, you know, issues happening with relationships, all that stuff. Right. You know, I kind of feel like, and it's very small steps and that's, what's going to take to, you know, get to the point where it's more of a common thing to talk about men's body image issues. But I feel like with this new generation and social media, I feel like we're slowly kind of gratif- grat- uh What am I trying to say? We're slowly moving towards, I guess, that goalpost of talking about it more. You know, I, I do see some videos and TikToks of people talking about men's body image issues. It's good that it's being talked about more. I do see men in general being a lot more open with their feelings and how they're feeling. And I think that's cool. You know, obviously it's going to take a while to get to the point where it's the norm to talk about that stuff and it's not taboo and you don't, hopefully you don't associate any shame or guilt for feeling the way that you feel and talking about it. But, you know, I, I think, I think we're slowly going to get to that point, but I do think that, it needs to be talked about more than it's being talked about now because 
I dealt with body image issues, you know, and I still do every mm. once in a while. I'll still look in the mirror and be like, man, I could be doing better right now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> like definitely, yeah. I could be doing better right now, you know? And then there's people out there. It, it's, it's weird. You know, it's weird because the body that I have is a body that someone wants mm-hmm, and right. the body that that person has may be the body that someone else wants. It's just, it's, it's weird. So, you know, I think, being, I think learning to just be, and that's the hard part is learning to be happy with yourself and okay with yourself, you know, is a good start, but it's hard to do that, especially nowadays, you know, on social media where all that stuff is thrown in your face every day. Right. And it's been thrown in our it, face before, you know, it's just, it, it's never really been talked about, you know, having a six pack, mm-hmm. having muscles that's been thrown in our face for the longest time now, but it's never been a men's body image issue. You know, it's always mm-hmm. been something to strive for on the same token with women too, with, you know, the, the Victoria's secret modeling stuff where, you know, mm-hmm. they're severely yeah. underweight and whatnot. And, you know, it's portrayed as this is what you should look like. You know, you should be very, very thin, very, very frail instead of the opposite of you should be very, very strong you know, so right. it's just, very, um, very strong. yeah, it's just, yeah. But, you know, we, I'm going to go back to talking about both of us being coaches, you know, so you and I both do online coaching, you know, we, mm-hmm. we have totally different niches and totally different, uh, I guess, skill sets to bring, but we the same skill sets, different skill sets, you know, you, you obviously, if you wanted to like could do a lot more because you just have that, that athletic background, that athletic training background, you know what it takes to train in that area. I have no idea. I couldn't train like an athlete to get better at, you know, basketball or jumping or whatever the sport is. Like, I feel like I don't have that. I don't have that background. I don't have that knowledge, but I feel like you do. So talking about businesses, like, where do you want to take your business? Like, where do you see your business now? And then where do you see your business like six months from now? I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the, the that's the best. You get the real answers, right? <laughs> uh, right now, man, uh, um, my ultimate goal with my business is to, I guess, tr- I hate using myself as an example. No, nah, go ahead, dude. Because it, it, it starts with you. Like, I, I feel like. It's, yeah. yeah. So, me, I before I started, you know, before COVID and, you know, um, I started looking into other, like, options outside of my nine to five and things like that. And after that swift kick in the butt from my wife to push me into, you know, actually doing coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had after playing and to be honest with you, I kind of burned out from basketball after I was done with college, you know, I, I put it away for a while. Yeah. So in that I'm transitioned into corporate America and, um, became, you know, the quote unquote busy professional, you know, life happens and things like that. You get all kind of other responsibilities. So, um, ultimately like guys like myself who 
probably have an athletic background, but uh, you're not training 20 hours a week um, as you did in when you were playing your respective sport and things like that. Um, I think what I want to help them with is three things, body insecurity, the overwhelm, and the bad relationship with food. Um, Break that down. Break that down for me. Bye. Cool. Okay. Um, so those are the things that I personally dealt with. Um, and I think a lot of guys can relate. We just don't really talk about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, um, you know, as you as you work in your 40 hours a week, at least your 40 hours a week, um, you know, you you life happens. You have things that, that demand, you have other priorities and other responsibilities. So learning how to take control of your time so you're not so stressed out and, and, and you, you can have a stress-free um, lifestyle, you know, helping them with that, um, creating a positive and, and, and a positive body image and, and being confident when you're looking in the mirror um, would help with body insecurity and learning how to um, eat and enjoy foods without restriction or guilt. Um, yes. I think if I had someone helping me in those three areas, I think, uh, I wouldn't have had a lot of that, uh, that, uh, shame <laughs> yeah. back when, uh, I was doing some of those, those things to, uh, lose or gain weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I think ultimately that's what, like, I want to, I want to say that I helped many, many people with, um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know how many that is, but (laughs) I think ultimately that's where I want to make my, I want to stick my flag in the sand, I'm in the sand and say that I helped out in my society with. No, I like that. So essentially what you want to do is you want to essentially help, you know, former athletes have a better relationship with food, you know, learn how to, you know, manage, manage their time better and just be healthy pretty much. Is, is that correct? Yeah. Um, and healthy looks, it can mean many, many things. That's it, what I had to learn. And I think, you yeah, know that too. Yeah. Um, I don't have to, you know, I don't have to, have the the washboard abs and all of that would they be nice maybe for some i don't i don't know but the main thing and where i had to get to is being happy with me yes you know being the healthiest version of me and that's not having a six-pack that's being able to enjoy a dang cookie without feeling guilty so guilty that Mm -hmm. i'm going I'm going to the, I'm running into the bathroom because I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't have this. Um, so, you know, that, you know, healthy is, <laughs> that's always a, a, a funny, funny word, you know, but like, there's, cause there's so many, it can mean, like you said, it can mean anything and like yeah. healthy to you, it's going to look healthy to you is how you envision healthy. It could look totally mm-hmm. different to somebody else. Like, yeah. You know, again, the six pack, you know, whether you have a six pack or not, you know, 
you know, to you, that's not a big deal. To someone else, it may be a big deal. You know, whether the fact that you can stand up and sit down without having to use something to balance yourself, you know, right? You know, Definitely. is is do you consider yourself healthy if you're able to do that? Do you not consider yourself healthy if you aren't able to do that? You know, so you know that's why that's why I love about online training is like you're you're problem solving. You're solving a problem, but you're solving mm-hmm. a different problem because everyone's different, and everyone's mm-hmm. problem is not going to be solved the same way i mean for right. the most i mean for the most part like the solution to the problem that they're having may be the same thing you know just mm-hmm. move more you know be more mindful about the choices that you're making you know and just mm-hmm. generally take care of yourself but you know executing it and you know the trial and errors and everything else that happens along the way is going to be different for each person so yeah, that's why that's one of the reasons i love doing I love training people is just I'm a problem solver. I want to solve problems. Mm-hmm. How can I solve your problem? Okay, you have you're dealing with XYZ. Let's try ABC and see how that works and we'll go from there. You know, it's right. just yeah. So and it's going to look totally different from person B that you have. Like the the habits that they need to adopt and implement are going to look so different than well, they may look so different than the person who you gave plan ABC to. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And speaking that, of habits, that's a cool thing. you know, so before we even jumped on the podcast, I was talking to Daryl about becoming a habit coach. You know, this, I've been listening to a book called better than before. I highly suggest that you guys listen to it, especially if you want to work on cultivating new habits and making sure that they stick. Um, but, you know, it's opening my eyes to how ignorant I've been, when it comes to helping people form better habits, you know, I'm learning that there are different archetypes that work for others and that don't work. So I need to figure out, you know, what works best for my clients based off of their personalities and their characteristics and everything else that this book has shown me. But, you know, because, you know, I, I, I want to make that my focus, you know, I'm going to be, working on becoming certified to become a habit coach so that I can bring more value, you know, to my clients, to my program and just make it easier for them to be helped and easier for me to help them. You know, Daryl can agree, you know, our habit, our habits form our lives. Like our habits, your life, your current life, your future life, you know, it's all based off of your habits our habits define us. So definitely, you know, I'm a firm believer. If you change your habits, you can change your life. I changed my habits. Definitely. I changed my life. Daryl changed his habits. So he changed his life. You know, it's, it, it's, it's factual. There's no maybe or if, and, or anything like that. So yeah, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm really excited to see what you do with your business. I'm really excited to see, you know, where you are half a year from now, you know, I'm, I'm your, one of your biggest cheerleaders. I'm not going to say your biggest cheerleader because then Bridget will kill me, but, (laughs) 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 Uh, but, uh, yeah, man. Um, you know, I really appreciate you coming on here. You know, I know we've been talking about doing this for a while now. We're finally doing it right before the end of new year, right before, right right before 2023 starts, you know, but no, I appreciate you having me on, man. Um, this is a uh, really, really cool experience, and um, 
it's been awesome to see how far you've grown in over the past year that we've been knowing each other, man. So this this is awesome. Only way up is to move yeah. forward, my man. And you know, you already know you're coming with me. So, <laughs> but guys, I hope you guys got a lot of value from today's episode. Um, I'm going to have Daryl's contact stuff in my description, and I'll also Daryl actually, if you want, you can. Um, you know, how can people reach you if they want to contact you or talk to you or anything like that? Okay, so my uh, Instagram is Daryl um, dot L dot Evans. That's D A R R Y L dot L dot Evans. E V A N S, and it's the same across all of my social media. <laughs> hey, con- consistent consistency. <laughs> Unfortunately, being creative is not it's not something that I possess. I feel you on that one. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys have any questions, don't especially if you're a former athlete listening to this or honestly if you have like kids that are wanting to be athletes or anything like that, like reach out to my boy. Like he has been through it. He he knows what it, what it's like, and he can certainly give some type of guidance and support and help in that area if you need it. If you need to contact me, you can reach me on Snapchat, Instagram. I'm thinking, oh yeah, TikTok at SkyDFit. If you want to collaborate, if you have any questions, you can reach out to me at scholarmostlyfitness.com. I have a Facebook page, Mostly Fitness. Go check it out when you can. And yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Daryl, thank you again for tuning, not tuning in. Thank you again for joining me on (laughs) today's episode. Again, man, I really, I really appreciate you. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I have someone like you in my life to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do as well, too. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. And guys, with that being said, let's mostly. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Let's Mosley podcast. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen in, and I hope you got a lot of value from today's episode. Don't forget to share this podcast and leave a review. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Have a good day.